This is episode number 21 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast, and today, Valerie Jardin drops in to tell us about her new book. Welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, and with me today is a very special guest who we've had on a couple other times. That's Valerie Jardin. And uh, Valerie, if you don't know her, she is a street photographer extraordinaire. She's a teacher, teaches lots of workshops around the world. She's an author, which we'll be happy to talk about today, podcaster, and just an all-around busy person. I don't know if she actually gets any sleep. She must, right? So, Valerie, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me back. Uh, yes, I do get actually more sleep now than before. I finally found a, a, a way to calm down and, you know, try to turn things off at night. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always busy. And uh, that's the problem. I'm always thinking and multitasking. So I need to... Uh, to uh, shut a lot of things down if I want to get some rest. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's it's really hard. I know personally, I, I won't do any work after like nine o'clock because otherwise I'll never sleep. Yeah, and uh, and you know, and then you lay awake for you know the middle of the night, and you have a gazillion things going through your mind, and you might as well just get up and take notes at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Just take keep the pad next to you. Yeah, and then. Uh, mind mapping helps. That can be helpful. So anyway, we're not here to talk about that stuff. We're here to talk about photography, something we all love. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is that you're you're a Fuji. What's I I'm should know. I'm an official ex photographer for Fuji right. Film USA. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm an unofficial ex photographer. <laughs> photographer. I talk about it all the time on here. People probably get sick of it. I do have a Fuji question for you. I might ask later. Okay. Because I'm something I'm struggling with, but. Uh, Maybe we'll save that offline. So anyway, so what's going on? You busy? What are you up to? Uh, well, uh, it's it's all photography goodness. I've uh, been uh, busy traveling and, and sharing my passion for this with people in uh, in Europe and all over the the United States this year, and it's just been it's just been awesome. Uh, planning more trips next year and. Uh, yeah, speaking uh, at uh, several conferences and then podcasting every week. Uh, I, I release an episode every Thursday as well. And uh, and uh, writing, published three books in just a little over a year, two self-published and then one uh, published with a, a publisher in New York. And uh, yeah, there's just not uh, just not enough hours in the day, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You know, it, it really helps to do something you love, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, I know. It, it's like I work every, I work seven days a week, but it never feels like it. Although I must admit, you know, between the trips when I have to catch up with, with the office work, it uh, it gets tedious. And uh, then it gives me the bug to get back on a on a plane again and go somewhere and meet meet photographers and hang out and not having to worry so much about the office work. Yeah, but you have to do it though. Yeah, I know. I I have um, I I made a big step this year, and I have a virtual assistant who is um somebody I I know well and and trust. Unfortunately, she is on maternity leave at the moment, which I knew when we when we uh 
decided to work together, but I really miss her already. So I can't wait <laughs> until she has a few hours a week to, uh, to help me again. Yeah, it really pays to get people, have people around you who can help you out. Yeah. I'll tell you a story completely unrelated. I was um, I just finished my lunch. I work at home as well. Hear a knock on the door. I open the door. This gentleman's on the stoop. He steps back, holds up an ID, and says, Hi, I'm with the IRS. I go, What? <laughs> what, they make, my, uh, they make house calls? <laughs> this one did. It was actually good because I was able to resolve an issue. I had a, my, my accountant didn't file my 9-4. I'm, I'm incorporated. Yeah. He didn't file my payroll taxes right two years ago. Oh. And luckily, I'm glad he came because we straightened it out and I backed up. But, you know, people don't do things right. You get in trouble. That's right. Yep. So it's important to uh, find people you trust and uh, who can represent your brand really well, too. Yeah. Needless to say, I'm looking for a new accountant. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so anyway, enough with that. Um, yeah, you did. You just published a book. Yeah. Uh, a real book, hardcover book, well, hardcover and softcover book, Street Photography, Creative Vision Behind the Lens. Mm -hmm. And I'll just give you my take on it. Okay. I, I mean, frankly, I, I was blown away. I, I'm just going to say everybody's listening, go buy this book. Uh, it's on Amazon or whatever. And I tell you, at first I looked at it, I saw this is a nice reference book. I think anybody who's interested in street photography, whether you're experienced or you're uh, new to it, this is a great reference to have. You can pull it out and get an answer to almost any question you're going to have. And then I look deeper and you go into... It's it's really in two parts. There's part one, which is a lot of the how-to, um, you know, gets into the basics. What is street photography? Um, and you get into uh, things like... Um, Some of the legal <sighs> aspects, even. But, yes, yeah. the, yes, the legal aspects and uh, a lot of the... Um, you know, composition and, you know, what makes a strong image and what doesn't, uh, you know, kind of the elements of a strong street photo photograph, uh, different approaches to street photography. It's really, it really covers just pretty much everything, different techniques. And then you get into part two, which I think is where really what, what sets this book apart, because Valerie tells stories. She, she has a photograph or a series of photographs and tells the story behind it. So she talks about, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I saw, you know, what she saw, you know, what kind of approach she took uh, or you took, you know, what you were thinking about when you did it, you know, what you actually did, what the results are, and you bring in the elements of composition. And, and the storytelling behind each photograph, I think, really, really makes it. And it's a real, an excellent learning experience. Thank you. And uh, that's actually, that's what the book was supposed to be all about. <laughs> but <laughs> the publisher wanted a more traditional approach, you know, educational approach first. So that's part one. But yes, it's all about those, uh, those photo walks, those stories behind each, each image and uh, how I felt. I mean, it's very personal at the same time. So it's a personal approach to teaching, but it's almost like being in my head while I'm on the street. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I look at hundreds of photographs every week, and I and the good ones, I think, though, what were they thinking about? What? How did they do this? Why did they do that? And and you give that in, on in every photograph, and I think it, it's something you could just open up every day or every couple of days, pick one, and learn from it. I think it would actually be hard to sit down and read this from cover to cover because it's just so meaty. <laughs> well, it, that could be. And I, I I wrote it that way so that people could just read one story at a time, like a chapter, basically. And uh, uh, ideally, I wanted the story to be on one page and the photograph really big on the page next to it, which some of them are, but mm -hmm. because of... Uh, uh, page number <laughs> constraints and the cost of paper, we had to make some of the photographs, the images a little bit smaller so that the text would be either on top or below. Uh, but um, that's one of the compromises you have to make. But uh, yes, they're completely independent. Each each photograph is its own story and it's completely candid. It's really, it's really uh, me saying exactly what was going through my mind as I uh Photograph that specific shot. I tell you, as a publisher myself, you know, I continually encourage people to write about their work, and you give such a great example. Um, I think I'm going to tell everybody go out and buy Valerie's book, and so you can see what <laughs> what what a good write up is all about. And, and I'm not a and I'm not a writer, you know. It's <laughs> one yeah, one are. thing. Well, and it's not even my native language. But um, I think it's one thing. You, as long as it comes from the heart, I think you can you can do this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I think it's more than just a teaching tool. It's also a source of inspiration. Um, you know, we all get stuck, mm -hmm. and. You know, as you say, street photography is the type of thing you do by yourself most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy to get caught up in your own head and just get stuck on things. And I think this is a, just an excellent source of inspiration when you're feeling a rut. Oh, good. I, yeah, I, I, that's my take. And one thing I did learn, by the way. The value of timing and patience. <laughs> I see that recurring theme in yeah. every one of these stories. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny because uh, people who have never done street photography have no idea how hard and how how much thought comes into every every composition. Even even though sometimes it happens in a fraction of a second, how many decisions are made in that fraction of a second? Yes, yes, really. And you, you, you don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to sit back and reflect and, and do that. I mean, you, you probably weren't even, didn't, you weren't even cognizant of it at the time, I would imagine. Until you actually sat down and started to write these things, is that true? That that's true because you know you have to make all those decisions so quickly, and and you you get better and better at this the more you you shoot. Obviously, um, things become intuitive, and you just don't you don't think about compositional elements. It becomes a way of seeing, and so when you look back at the photograph, you kind of like okay, these these are all the decisions actually I had to make in that you know, in that really, really short moment. And that's what made that photograph work or not work. Um, and, and those photographs 
I, I didn't go back and pick, you know, my best shots of the past five or 10 years. I, uh, some of them were, um, from a year or two ago, but most of them were shot within the six month I had to write the book. So it wasn't about showing my best work. It was about, um, using, uh, uh using pictures that I shot that day or that week, um, that would actually show a, a technique or, you know, a way of, of seeing so that there would be a great variety throughout the book. So I went back for some of them, went back a, a year or so, uh, not much longer than a year. I kind of, they're all really fresh shots. And then, uh, but for, for the most part, um, they were all, all shot, you know, within sometimes within hours after, uh, before I wrote the story. Uh, which which I did not expect to do until I got the contract and had to get writing because I was only given six months to deadline. So, uh, but that made it a lot more exciting and a lot more um, interesting for me as well. Yeah, I think all of us can learn from taking some time to verbalize our thoughts mm-hmm. or what we did. And like I said, you you have a good example of that. But I think I think just the act of thinking through, uh, and this is really true for anything, thinking through what you did, and and having to write down, in in a understandable way what what you did and maybe what you learned from it, helps you the next time. Oh, it's true, and I hope it helps others. And and it's not about overanalyzing. Sometimes I hear people give their take on a picture, like even a picture mm-hmm. that I took and they just overanalyze <laughs> everything. I'm like, wow, I never even saw that. <laughs> I didn't even thought yeah. of it that way. And I'm like, you know what? It's much simpler than that. Uh, in a way, you know, you, you don't think about all those things, you know, sometime when you'd see a picture, uh, of one of the masters, for example, and you have all those red lines going from this and this mm-hmm. and this and this, I'm like, <laughs> no, you know what? I'm pretty sure that is, that was not the intent that just happened. That's why it's a strong photograph because those elements came together just like using triangles you don't think of the triangles um as a compositional uh element when you take the picture but when you look back and you say oh wow this is a strong photograph why is it so strong well chances are you're going to have triangles in the composition and you connect the dots and that makes it a, a, a strong shot but I can assure you that no street photographer is drawing those red lines in their mind during the fraction of a second they get the shot, <laughs> which I always find funny when you see those those uh, those pictures being analyzed by you know by people who you know did not know the photographer or their or the story behind their photograph necessarily. Yeah, it happens a lot with photographs mm-hmm. and with artwork from hundreds of years ago. I know, yeah. Same thing, same thing. You know, one thing I like, um, anybody who reads this book, look through the photographs and you'll see that Valerie works with, looks like two cameras. Um, the uh, the X100 series, which is a, a fixed lens 35 millimeter, which is, by the way, that's my camera of choice. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the reasons I'm bringing it up. Or I see you have some from the X70, which is a, uh, uh, what's a 24 millimeter yeah, equivalent. it's a 18.5 on a yeah. crop sensor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you do all these wonderful photographs with this major constraint, one lens. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't. I think that is so. Uh, there's just so much to, you know, working with one one focal length. Um, and that's pretty much all you do. I mean, maybe maybe you're toting around some of the other. No, I'm I don't sorry. even own a Zoom. So you don't like, even own it. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, so, I uh, I find the Zoom to be a crutch in your creativity and in your yep. growth. Uh, you, I think you become a much more deliberate photographer with uh, a fixed lens and with limitations, for sure, especially on the streets. You know, I keep reading people say, well, you, you have to use a really wide lens and get super close or you're just not a street photographer. Yeah. You know, and... That, you, you make a lot of nice stuff with a basically a normal lens. Yeah, I I mean I I like wide. I mean 18 or 23. Those are my two favorite focal length for the street. Mm -hmm. So that's equivalent to yeah, we said 24 to 35. But um, but that's also it, it's okay. I always tell people even if you own a zoom, you don't have to use the zoom. You know, you can that's just right. keep it at one focal length for the day or the week, and then try that and and stick with that, uh, just for for practicing. And uh, it, you will work faster, so you will become a better photographer. You will have to uh, to make decisions, um, uh, especially on the streets. You you just once you're used to a focal length. Obviously, you're going to work faster because you will know exactly where you need to position yourself to get the frame you envision. And uh, and then you don't rely on cropping so much after the fact. You, it's better to do everything in camera, for sure, for the growth. And um, the But, you know, people are comfortable with a 50. They shoot with a 50. It, it really doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I mean, yes, yeah, street photography is not something you do w with a 300, obviously. But but you don't have to uh, do it with fisheye either. So I, I think uh, there are no rules. I think people, if they, if, if they start with a longer lens, as they get more into it, they will they will feel the need to get closer uh, physically, and I think that kind of a, a natural progression. Uh, I didn't start, you know, at 23 millimeter. You know, when I started street photography, you you have to kind of work towards that. And uh, but if if uh, shooting with an 85 is your your way of seeing, who says that's the wrong wrong focal length? No one. I certainly don't because <laughs> I hate those rules. <laughs> oh, actually, a lot of people say that. Just go on some forums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't. <laughs> don't. I stay away from those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a good rule. There are some good ones where you get good advice, but yeah. too many I, of them are populated by trolls. That's right. And I, I don't have time. And I, I always, you know, whatever works for you. If it's not broken, don't fix it. There, that's my rule. If your camera works, use it. Um, I, I certainly not. Although I, I'm uh, an ambassador for Fuji, and I really, really do love my my camera. You know, I'll, on my workshops, although there are a lot of Fuji shooters, I think because you know I shoot Fuji, and they come on my workshop, and they're excited to be using the same camera or whatever, and and that's totally fine. You know, there you can't go wrong. But there are no bad cameras out there. Use what you have, and uh, use it to. Most people upgrade or change when they haven't even used 10% of what their camera can do. So nobody ever outgrows their gear. 
they just they just get you know gear lust mm-hmm. um and that that's fine if having a new camera is going to make you want to go and shoot more then yes you'll probably become a better photographer but that's the only way that camera is going to make you a better photographer is if you go you take it out more and um and a lot of i mean i had on my recent workshop in paris one of the one of the participants from brazil had um one of the latest leica and he ended up spending most of the week shooting with his um four hundred dollar uh camera phone which is probably the most amazing camera phone out there and i can't remember the name now but it's one of those chinese phones and Mm -hmm. they use zeiss lenses and they're i mean none of us could get the the bouquet he was getting with with this phone (laughs) you know and he spent the whole week shooting with his phone and had so much fun and you know embraced the limitations and he sure was pretty invisible on the streets with that too so it's awesome yeah really really uh like i say it doesn't doesn't matter Mm -hmm. i know i i I shoot with the x100s had it since it came out but i keep getting the lust for the new one Oh, there is a there is a pretty big jump. I mean, I must say, it's between a, the S and the F, yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, you will see a huge difference. But you know what? When I had the S, I absolutely loved it. And uh, if I wasn't um, if I wasn't a Fuji ambassador, I probably would still be using that one because I don't I don't upgrade. You know, as soon as something else comes up. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm tempted. I I almost bought one before I went to the Pacific Northwest, and I thought, well, why don't I just use what I have? Mm-hmm. I took it, and it was perfectly fine. Yep. No. Matter of fact, I wrote a whole article about that in the magazine. In the oh, October good. Issue, so. But I don't know. There's that shiny object syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Well, stay away from uh, from the expos and everything. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the forums. But. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and there we'll is nothing see. wrong with that. I mean, the, you know, it, it's good that uh, you know we need to <laughs> we need to buy new gear, or the gear manufacturers would go out of business. So I'm glad that there are people that always need feel the need they have to upgrade, uh, and, and that's great. And and I, as I said, I I love love my camera, and I was one of the few beta testers for the X100F and I had it for several months before it uh, it was released announced and released and uh, I you know I fell in love with it right away but um, yeah it, it's you can't use the excuse as oh my camera is not good enough to be out there that is just the wrong excuse and uh, <laughs> no matter what there are no bad cameras so use what you have get out and have fun yeah there are but you make a good point You've got to support your manufacturer, otherwise they won't be here next year. That's right. Or, or better yet, support your local camera store. Oh yes, the few that are left. Yeah, the we few, have. Few, that's right. Yeah, we have uh, West Photo in Minneapolis, and I just did a, a talk there and and a photo walk with them, and uh, they're great. I mean, you can't beat that, you know, service when you have a knowledgeable person uh, across the counter from you and you can walk out and try the try the cameras. Um, my uh, Fuji rep Amy was there and I let people take the camera, any camera they wanted from the Fuji line, uh, except for the GFX. Uh, but uh, <laughs> all the X-series and lenses, they could take them out for the two-hour photo walk that we had. I mean, that's a good way to uh, to 
to see if that fits you. So I, I do those occasionally across the country, and it's always fun to meet uh, to meet people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know we have uh, Dodd Camera in Cleveland, a wonderful store. Mm-hmm. Just uh, it's the largest camera store, photo store between New York and Chicago. And uh, my next purchase will be from them. Yeah, it, you know it's the same price as Amazon. Yeah, same same sales tax. Now B and H, you get a break because they don't collect the sales tax. But yeah, support your local camera store; otherwise, yep. it won't be there. Just That's like true. your local bookstore, as, <laughs> yeah. as you said yeah. earlier, if you have one. Um, well, one other thing you're working on that I find intriguing is your project, or actually an upcoming book, "Do Something for Nothing." Yes. Uh, what is that all about? I, I, and I, I saw the story on your blog, which is really cool. Yes. So Do Something for Nothing was uh, started by a young uh, English hairstylist about two years ago, Joshua Coombs. And I think by now everybody's seen some of the videos that have been made of him uh, cutting the hair of homeless people in big cities around the world. And Josh and I were have, have known each other for since he started this project and followed each, followed each other's work. And a few months ago, uh, Fujifilm offered to sponsor him coming to New York and me going to New York so that we could work together. Um, and I did a photo documentary of his work on the streets of New York, working with the homeless community. And it was life-changing. And uh, and we had wanted to do this together for so long. So... Um, it was very successful. We got, we got some, I got some, some, some good photographs. We got some amazing stories. It was just, uh, yeah, it was the most important thing I've ever shot with my camera, uh, with any camera that is, it might be the most important thing that X, the X 100 F has ever shot <laughs> for all I know, because <laughs> uh, it's still a fairly new camera. And, um, so right now, uh, we have uh, an, an ebook coming out next month in November uh, to support Josh. So it's going to be an ebook that will uh, that we will sell through my ebook publisher Gumroad, uh, but people will be able to give a donation, and the proceed of the ebooks will go to help Josh continue this important mission uh, because um, we don't want him to become homeless because he's doing everything he can to help the homeless community. And so it's really about connecting with people. And the ebook will also will help him do that, will also help us keep working together uh, on in other cities. So hopefully each city will have an ebook. So we're starting with uh, hashtag do something for nothing with Joshua Coombs in New York City. Next we'll have Paris. And um, and really raise awareness. I mean homelessness has doubled in the past few years in this country. It's it's everywhere in the world and it's a real problem and and uh, it's really human connections. So people can help in other ways. I mean you you don't have to know how to cut hair to help the homeless community. You can just uh, you know have a conversation, bring them a cup of coffee. Just uh, just something to brighten their day. And it's also something you can do it doesn't have to be with the homeless community. You can you can go to your uh, local uh, doc 
dog shelter. You can go to the the senior home near you and uh, and play music or whatever. And it's a good way for us photographers who are storytellers to document that. So um, working with Josh is is amazing. I'm always going to make time for that now in my in my busy schedule. It's going to become uh, after my workshop. It's going to be my uh, one of my top priorities. And um, what a I mean what a beautiful story and uh and he's such a an amazing human being so working with him we work together on a human uh human level not just him the humanitarian me the photographer you know i i was there with him we were there as a team and uh and i think the photographs show so we're hoping to get some uh some gallery showings of the work as well and uh and help promote the movement yeah, it's just something we, I guess we should all think about is what, you know, what can we do mm-hmm. either with a camera or without to, you know, make a difference. Yeah, uh, one person at a time, we can actually change the world. You know, it's not going to happen on a big scale. It's going to happen in your backyard. And uh, and this project really shows that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the gallery on my website now as well, and and the book will be linked there. So, really urge people to, uh, I mean, not only donate to uh, an amazing project, but at least you get a book. You know, so you make a donation <laughs> and you get a book. It's a pretty good deal. And hopefully, once once we have a few cities, we'll put together a a coffee table book. Um, so that's the that's the goal. Um, Valerie's has started a series of photo walks mm-hmm. uh, around the world, and I, I wonder if you could tell us more about that. And I, we'll put a link in the show notes to the your podcast episode, yeah, um, about that, which is very interesting. So what? So what got you into this? Well, um, I I moved my podcast. So I used to host uh, Street Focus on the Twip Network, mm-hmm. and about a year actually, I missed the the one year anniversary. Uh, I've been so busy, but uh, over a year ago now, I I started under my own brand a podcast called Hit the Streets with Valérie Jardin, and I'm at episode fifty eight now, and it's every every week. It's uh, urban, but it's also about inspiration. It's about productivity. It's not just street photography. It really appeals to non-photographers as well, I think. And uh, but of course, most the the audience is mostly um, street photographers. And I've always wanted to do worldwide photo walks. Um, and I thought, well, what a better way to do it than uh, bring the audience together. I have I have listeners in 158 countries after one year of, of uh, running the podcast. So uh, that's that's a lot of countries. And I thought, well, those people could actually get together because some a lot of them are live in the same cities. So um Right now, we're launching different photo walks throughout the world. And uh, so people uh, who listen to the podcast can actually uh, decide to to organize a photo walk. I mean, they'll have some guidelines. Of course, they're representing Hit the Street. So uh, some guidelines. We, we really help them uh, get organized. Um, they're open to 25 people. The photo walks are free. They um, they become an event on a new Facebook group. So there is Hit the Streets with Valérie Jardin, the podcast group on Facebook, and there is the new group called Valérie Jardin's uh, Hit the Streets 
worldwide photo walks. And that's where they are listed in the event. So uh, the first one is launching on Saturday, the, I think that's the 28th, uh, right during PPE. Actually, I'll be in New York, so I'll be at the first ever <laughs> Hit the Streets Worldwide Photo Walk as a special guest. And then, uh, and then right after that, on November 11th, uh, I'll be at the Paris one. So uh, I'm not going to be everywhere, <laughs> but uh, the whenever possible, you know, I'll uh, I'll be in the city where the where a photo walk is organized. And in about a year, we want to do a single day worldwide photo walk for all major cities. So um, we'll still run the 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 smaller ones, you know, throughout the year, but uh, we'll pick uh, like the first Saturday of October or November or whatever it will be uh, to be the official uh, hit the streets photo walk um, on that same day. And the goal is that every year I go to a different city and be there for one of the photo walks. So uh, uh, similar to what Scott Kelby has been doing for a long time now, um, and I think he still does, the Kelby photo walk. And I think he does still come to, um, he, he, he does attend one of them uh, around the world every year. So uh, a similar thing, but we'll keep the, the smaller walks spread out during the year as well, because it's a good time for people to just, it's a social time. It's not an educational, it's not a workshop. It's a time to hang out with other like-minded people, take pictures, talk about what you passionate about and then go hang out and have a drink afterwards so uh it will be fun i'm excited because the paris photo walk now that i've announced that i will actually be attending there i have friends coming from all over europe for that for that afternoon so it will be wow. a really fun time yeah yeah you know it really is nice to get out with people who do what you like oh yeah and, and then to be able to talk about it because we we do this so often by ourselves yep and and there's there's nothing like sitting down afterwards and looking at the back of your camera and and you know sharing your photos and, and your stories over a uh, glass of wine <laughs> over a glass of wine or your other favorite beverage yeah i um uh, you inspired me uh, first time i think first time we spoke you were talking about how you got started by doing photo walks in Minneapolis and so you inspired me to do one i i did one uh, I live in Cleveland, and we had the uh, Republican National Convention here. So I sponsored a photo work, walk during the convention, out on the streets, capturing um, capturing the activity there. And I was a little nervous because who knows? Yeah. You could get tear gassed. Or, but everybody was very well behaved. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, it is. It's important, I think. As you said, we're especially as street photographers, we, you know, we shoot alone, and so the social interaction is is necessary um, uh, to to hang out with like-minded people, and and that's you know one of the big <laughs> big reasons, one of the main reasons why I started my my um, my workshops. I just love hanging out with people who just you know, and we all we do is photography, talk about photography. We don't have non-photographers, you know, uh, trying to get our attention or saying, oh, can we, can we do this? Can we go, can we, are you done yet? You know, no, you're in full immersion. And, uh, mm -hmm. and that's something you, 
can do when you do a, a just a simple photo walk as well. So it's fun. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So it's a, it's a big endeavor. I have a, a, a lot of really good volunteers who are uh, admins of the group. They worked really hard at putting together, you know, the spirit behind a hit the streets photo walk, um, some, uh, some, some guidelines. I mean, they're not rules. They're just guidelines. I mean, obviously respect is number one mm -hmm. priority and so forth. So they work really hard at putting all this together, uh, so that we have a, a smooth launch. And so, yeah, I'm excited. We have a lot of, uh, volunteer organizers that are you know, uh, sending us email from uh, around the world. You know, there's going to be photo walks in Germany and England very soon. So, yeah, uh, India, uh, all over the United States. So if you're interested, it's going to be uh, Vancouver soon as well. So if you're interested, you know, check it out. And can anybody sign up to sponsor or host a photo walk to, to yes to become an organizer or host yeah. yes you Organize, just yes. Uh, go through uh, basically you you email me and then uh either i or one of the team members will send you a few questions you know as to what your motivations are and then uh, and then we'll get the ball, ro ball rolling and uh and you become part of the team so yeah i just love your number one rule and i won't put it as nice as you do and it's don't be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you said you say it much nicer. But don't hassle people. Have yeah, respect. Have that's respect. So you know that's the thing. If you if you're into people, you know, being in if you confrontation confrontational or if you uh, and you want to get a reaction and you're in people's faces, it's probably not the photo walk for you. You know, you can do that one on your own or lead it un under your own brand. Uh, this is really <laughs> about having a, a good time, being respectful, um, meeting, meeting people. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you have, it's really all about, uh, ethics on the streets. Mm -hmm. And so does the organizer plan the route? Yes, yes, they uh we we encourage two people to organize in one city. Uh but yes, they they do plan the route. They have to uh to know the, the their city well. They need to uh plan the route, find a, a place where, you know, after 2 hours of photo walk, you know, everybody can hang out and and uh have a meal or a drink or coffee, whatever, and uh and then they're in charge of setting up the event which goes on the the event goes through the Facebook group so that group is our, it's only a week old and it's already growing in the hundreds of uh, members and um, and it will be also it also goes on to the podcast group and, uh, and it's a big audience so they and through the event it's also organized through either Eventbrite or Wiz events so that you can keep track of you know how many members because we limit we limit the photo walks to 25 people okay so that's a group not a page right uh yes it is a okay. group it's a public group on Facebook okay. Valérie Jardin's hit the streets worldwide photo walks yeah is your hit, regular hit the streets podcast um, Facebook. Yeah, we also have it's, a, it's group. a group yeah. as well. Yeah, and that okay. one is Not a page. big already. Yeah, they're they're okay. groups. I, I I'm asking for a reason because well, we have a Facebook page, and I'm thinking of adding a group to it. Yeah, you uh, can do that. It's, it's yep. and I think it makes sense because then you, I mean, you have control as to who gets in, um, and um, 
and then you can you know still post events and such so people can post pictures um no it's it's all good yeah yep that's my thoughts so anyway so what else is going on you i mean you obviously do a number of workshops around yep. the world so are are there any workshops coming up that you're you're booking or uh, yeah, you're booked actually, up for the next uh, well I'm, I'm booked up for the main <laughs> ones for the next yep. year but uh <laughs> i uh, i always add some because if i'm if fuji sends me on a speaking assignment somewhere in the us i usually don't find out you know for till a, a, a month or two before the date so if it's in a city where i feel i can add a one day workshop then i do it i leave a day earlier and i will be actually in dallas on Mm, let's see, December 8th, I'm doing a one day workshop, which I just, uh, oh, I, I just opened registrations not long ago. And I, I think there's three spots left. So it's a full day workshop in Dallas. I opened, um, San Francisco the week before, but that filled up quickly. Um, mm -hmm, I bet. But, but Dallas, yeah, I've, I've never, I've never done a workshop in Dallas. So, um, if you, if you are in, uh, or around that area and you want to spend, it's a pretty intensive day. I mean, we start early, we, we go all day. It's a keynote presentation followed by, by a four, uh, three to four hour photo walk followed by, um, group, uh, post-processing and group critique. Uh, so it's a, it's a full day. You get as much learning as you do in a weekend, except that there, you have less time on the streets basically. And, um, I think that's yeah, December 8th. So check, uh, check the website. Okay. And we'll have a, definitely have a link to that. Are, are you going to be photographing around the grassy knoll? Uh, well, it's going to be mostly <laughs> downtown. I still have yeah. to, um, get the itinerary, um, finalized, but, um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good. I've never, uh, and that's the thing I can teach what I teach anywhere as long as I have local guides. So, uh, it's always fun for me too, to discover new, new streets. Yeah. Once again, I'll put in my pitch for a Cleveland, Ohio workshop. That's right. Well, hey, maybe uh, maybe uh, Fuji can send me to speak at uh, at your local uh, local camera store. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll work on Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Oh, Valerie, anything else going on you wanna you wanna share with us? Oh well, it's uh, there's already something going on. I'm already writing. A uh, couple other books, so there'll be more books coming. You know, I think once you start, you really can't stop. Uh, besides the 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 book with Josh, do something for nothing. So, um, no, the the podcast has been has been really fun, and um, and lots of uh, fun episodes coming up, and uh, it's all good. I'll be uh, I'll be adding workshops next year. Uh, New York. The thing is, they fill up New York and fill up in 45 minutes. So yeah. uh, if people sign up to the newsletter on my website, they get notified first. It never hits social media until, you know, the newsletter has been out for a little while. So um, and the workshops usually fill up before it hits social media. So the newsletter is the is where you want to be to get the, the first first call. Sometimes, you know, it, I have to now I have to actually give uh uh, little warnings, uh, newsletter coming out, you know, in two days or whatever, because, uh, <laughs> uh 
people miss the, you know, if it comes out, it's funny how it works because the most popular workshops, uh, if it comes out on a Sunday, the newsletter is published on a Sunday, women will sign up quickly. Men always feel like, oh, I'll just wait till I'm at the office tomorrow. And uh-huh. some of the pop- most popular workshops will have more women than men for that reason because they grabbed all the spots and then the guys, you know, sign up want to sign up on Monday. Is it what? It's sold out already. And so I find that women are more proactive. See? That's not a big surprise. <laughs> so uh yeah. So sometimes uh that's how it works. So you have to really, you know, New York sells out really, really fast. My my Normandy workshop, which I hadn't hadn't run in uh three years, uh, was quite uh you know, people were waiting for it. It sold out in 45 minutes. And, and that's a week-long workshop. You know, not everybody can do a week-long workshop. It sold out so quickly. Australia never had a chance because they were sleeping. And I felt bad because I know a lot of Australians who wanted to do this workshop. So the next one I'll have to plan to uh, launch the registration at a time where they're awake. <laughs> yeah, do it in the middle of the night. Yeah. Your time. <laughs> So how how does one get on your um, your newsletter list? Uh, just uh, go to the to my website valeriejardin.com, and uh, you can find uh, the newsletter um, through the contact page. Yeah, go for it. Be there or be square. <laughs> but maybe you'll be at a photo walk sometime. You know, that's the thing. That's going to be yep. another fun way to uh, for people to get together. And I'll be at some of the photo walks. So it's been actually fun because the, the people have already uh, ran into me on the streets and said, "Oh, can you sign my? Can you sign the book?" <laughs> Which has been kind of fun. <laughs> so I've been signing copies of the book on the streets. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks. I, I I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be on with us. Oh, thank you. It's been fun. It's, uh, good to catch up. Yeah. And yeah, maybe I'll run into you in real life somewhere. Maybe I'll see you in Cleveland. Yep. I'm I'm calling Dodds today. I've never I've never been there. Oh, see. Well, there you go. It's a wonderful place to shoot. That it's a great city. Yeah. Okay. You'll be my local guide, and uh, I can we'll do that. Something out. <laughs> I know the city inside and out. I'm sure. Although, you do. Uh, although I'm moving, I'm moving to Charlottesville, Virginia next summer. So. Oh, really? Okay. So yep. we better get that. Uh, we better get Cleveland on the list soon. You, yeah. Do it. I'll be your guide. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Right. Thank you, Bob. Hey. Have a good week. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.